a Christian Circle podcast and you're listening to Pamela Fernandez where we have conversations about Christian living. Here's the show. Uh, my name is Cristina Montes. I am a professional. I'm actually a lawyer. I am an ordinary Catholic layperson. Uh, that does not mean that I am not uh, called to do a certain apostolate. Um, all Christians, all Catholics are called to bring other people to Christ. Uh, and so I try to do that through the um, through my ordinary duties, uh, in my relationships with my family, with my friends, by doing well in my work, etc. There's a site that you write often for, right? Yes, I write for Initum today. Okay. It's a website on the concerns of young Catholic adults. Okay. So that's where we found you uh, for the first time. And you spoke about um, the experience of going to retreats. Now, a lot yes. of people uh, understand a retreat as a work thing or an exercise thing or a spa. But what is a spiritual retreat and what usually happens? I would compare it to two things. One is like it's a vacation for the soul, just as the body and the mind need a vacation. So does the soul need a vacation? Mm-hmm. Second, I would compare it to um, having a honeymoon with God. Mm-hmm. Um, because like every re- any relationship, the relationship with God needs some one-on-one exclusive time for it to develop. And uh, that's practically what the retreat is all about for three days uh, or, or so some people do it one week whatever you're just alone with God talking to him assessing your relationship with him examining yourself how you could um, be a better Christian how you could things points for you to improve in basically to refocus yourself to remind yourself of what's important in life um, basically that in in the nutshell is what happens during a spiritual retreat why do people usually uh, go for retreats? I know this is not part of our, our list, but why yes. do people go to retreats uh, in the first place? What can they hope to achieve at a retreat? Well, several things. One is some people like me, I go every year sort of to fine-tune, uh, like I said, to strengthen my relationship with mm-hmm. God. Other people attend a retreat because they're discerning an important decision, such as they're falling in life or they're, or as a preparation for marriage, for example. Or, or some people go to a retreat because uh, they uh, realize at a certain point in their life that they have to um, look back and uh, see what went wrong and what, what what's going right and the next direction that they should take. Various reasons, but whatever your reason is, it's it's really a good um, investment. It's really a good thing to do. It's really a good endeavor. It's very rewarding to attend a retreat. At least, yes, I go at least once a year. Um, other people um, go um, more frequently or less frequently, whatever their needs are. But it's very helpful for the soul. But there are so many. You know, there are so many retreats today. You've got um, silent retreats. You've got walking retreats. You've got... Uh, retreats with the nuns, you've got retreats with the priests, they're all so different. Yes. One better than the other, or is it all the same? Well, okay, they're all different because people are different, and we are all unique individuals. We all have our own ways of dealing with God, and God has his own way of 
approaching us he approaches us according to our own um personalities um and some people for some people uh would prefer a retreat that's more silent that's more reflective other people would prefer a retreat where there's more interaction but just the same with time for reflection people are different that's why there are different kinds of retreats but all of them have few elements in common such as the time for prayer time for reflection and um especially in catholic retreats the opportunity to speak with a spiritual advisor or to go to confession uh, for counseling and all of them have these common elements and but regardless of what kind of retreat you attend what really matters is your disposition your attitude the attitude of being open to whatever god will show you um during the retreat the attitude of being receptive to whatever god will tell you during the retreat in the silence of your prayer and your reflection Since you've been to so many retreats, how is it that you select one? I mean, for yourself, um, what is your uh, usual plan like that? This is what I need this year. So uh, you look at the retreats and then you pick one. How do you go about picking a retreat for yourself? Well, personally, ever since for a long time, I've I've been active in the activities of um, the Catholic group Opus Dei, mm-hmm. and I attend their retreats. I personally personally appeal to me because they're very it's very practical um they, they it's very suited for ordinary lay persons like me who I'm a professional and for um other people who are mothers who are um working women and they present a spirituality that's challenging yes but at the same time doable and as an aside uh, I would also say um in the retreat facilities they usually serve uh, good food <laughs> um well of course that's uh, there's nothing wrong with um uh, appreciating these little things that god uh, sends us during the retreats but yes um and I, i i attend those retreats because those were the retreats that i have been exposed to ever since i was uh young since mm-hmm. my parents both are members and i went to a school that was uh, run by that organization mm-hmm. but really whatever retreat Usually, when so- usually you, you learn about a retreat because somebody invites you to it, or because let's say you see an announcement, you see a poster, mm-hmm. you see yes, you see you see a poster, or you hear an announcement in church, in their parish, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think that whenever you somebody invites you to a retreat, whenever you see a poster and it, mm-hmm. or you see an announcement and it seems to you tick, you seems to be interested in it. Mm-hmm. It could be God calling you. For some days alone with him, mm-hmm. so the fact that there's a that the fact that you get to know of a retreat that um, is uh, available that is open that that could be a sign that God wants to spend those days away with him. So there are many ways by which people get in touch with a retreat, but what's crucial is that when when you um, the invitation to attend one is really an invitation to spend day days alone with God. Mm-hmm. I think that's fantastic advice. So sometimes it's just that people tell you something and then you realize that it's God telling you himself. Yes, yes, that's true. Yes, that's true. Um God speaks through um different ways and usually through the ordinary events of our life. Uh usually there is a message for God there in our in the ordinary events of our life and that could include an invitation um to attend a retreat or getting to know of an announcement. of a retreat that's going that will be ongoing god could have a message there now what about the uh, price and the sacrifice that it involves to make a retreat because all of these retreats usually happen on work days 
And yes, of course, it entails sacrifices. Um, like most retreats, you would have to um, pay a fee, just usually for the food, for the maintenance of the venue. And then you'd have to schedule a leave from work. So that means having to, um, for example, work overtime for the days uh, leading up to the days of your retreat. It would have You'd really have to schedule it. You'd really have to find time for it. That means um, it, could, it could mean having to give up other enjoyable activities. Um, it could mean, uh, it, it does entail um, some sacrifices, yes. But in life, everything that's worth it. It feels sacrifice. What are the rewards of doing a retreat? Okay, the rewards basically it increases your um, it, it improves your spiritual life. You get to know yourself better. You get to know God better, and basically it's um, putting that warmth back into your um, relationship with God. That's basically the um, the very first reward of attending a retreat. Now, some people who, especially those who have attended retreats for many so many um, years in their life, some people they go every year, and sometimes there's the temptation to think I'm not improving at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the goals that I set for this retreat are the same that I made the last time. Yeah, sometimes the temptation to think that way is there, but um, that's not true. Of course, of course, there will be improvement. Uh, God always rewards those who want to put the effort in, wanting to love Him and wanting to serve Him better. Um, and just think about it: how much worse would you be if you haven't been attending these <laughs> retreats? Yes. Um, so it really is. Um, it really gives a big push for your spiritual life, and it's um, you spend you have those three days talking exclusively with God. Uh, you imagine. Um, I noticed that before I go on a retreat, people always ask me, can you please pray for me? Because you'll have all that time doing nothing but praying. Um, you'll have all the time to pray for your um, family, your friends, for all the things that you want to pray for. Um, you'll have all the time to pray for Catholics especially. Um, there are opportunities to gain what we call in the Catholic Church indulgences through the various devotions. There are many graces that come through all of these devotions that come. That you do during the retreat. So basically, it's a whole um, storm of spiritual blessings that you gain during those three days or so that you spend exclusively with God. And there's one thing that you mentioned, which I really loved in, in your uh, post. And you say, just when you're busy, that's the time to yes. the retreat. Now, why do you say that? And when is the best time to attend one? Okay, uh, I'm glad you asked that. Um, uh, definitely, it will not be correct to just abandon your responsibilities just to attend a retreat. Definitely, you would have to make sure that before you go and after you that that before you go on a retreat, you've made arrangements for the things that would have to be attended to while you're gone. Um, arrangements for your children, arrangements for your work, etc. The reality is, uh, there will always be um, something that will come up, no matter how much you try to fix everything something will always come up. And there's really that temptation to make God the second priority in your life. But we have to realize that, yes, um, I remember there's this story about St. John Paul II. Um, He was praying, and then one of his staff interrupted him, told him that there's somebody who would like to see him. And then St. John Paul II said, "Um, but uh, let me finish my prayer first. And then the staff said, but it's an urgent matter. 
and uh, St. John Paul II said, if it's urgent, then all the more I have to pray. Um, because, and that's a, that's a big lesson for all of us because we tend to think that we can solve all our problems all our own. We tend to think that we're indispensable, but we have to realize that at times we just have to let go and let God take over. And we have to realize that when we leave things in God's hands, they're in very, very good hands. Mm-hmm. When is the best time to attend a retreat? Well, the best time, it really depends on you. Um, of course, there will be several factors. First, your schedule. Um, uh, usually, several some organizations have several retreats scheduled throughout the year, and you can choose uh, which is the most compatible with your schedule. And then there are parishes, um, churches that organize retreats during special periods like Lent or Advent. That's also a good time to attend a retreat. So actually, it, it really depends on you. When when do you think is the best time um, to attend the retreat? Um, but what really matters is that you go. And when somebody is undergoing um, particular problems or is facing uh, spiritual challenges, is yes. it possible to make a retreat then? Or uh, do you still wait and get counsel separately before you make a retreat? When you, it depends on what the problems are. Um, of course, uh, if it requires your immediate attention, then um, of course you'd have to make adjustments. But I noticed also that the retreat is a wonderful opportunity to, like I said, ask advice from a spiritual mentor. Usually a retreat has a retreat master, a priest who's in charge of it and who makes himself available for counseling and uh, spiritual advice um, during the retreat. Uh, and the retreat is a wonderful opportunity to have this, to ask advice from someone who will speak, who will help us discern what the will of God is. Uh, that's one, another benefit, I would say, of attending a retreat. Now, before you go to retreat, I know that you make certain preparations, physical yes. and mental preparations. And there are spiritual preparations too. So what are the preparations that you need to make before you go to a retreat so that you have a good retreat? Okay, uh, spiritual, well, of course, like I said, of course, you do the, aside from the other preparations, like uh, making ad- arrangements for your work, arrangements, the logistics, uh, spiritual preparation, you basically to ask light from the Holy Spirit so that he will show you the things so that you could be more sensitive to the will of God during the retreat, um, ask light from the Holy Spirit, ask for the grace to be open to what God will show you. And what's important during the retreat is to keep silence both external silence and internal silence. Of course, it will depend. Like I said, there are various retreats. Some retreats um, have um, interactive sessions, but almost all retreats will have periods where you would have to um, be silent, where, that, uh, where you would be encouraged to be silent physically and internally. Um, internally, because it's possible that you're silent physically, but inside you have a lot of doubts, a lot of worries. You're thinking of all sorts of things. You're thinking of... Um, your work, you're thinking of um, the next episode of the TV series that you're watching, etc. Um, you have to quiet yourself um, exteriorly and interiorly um, so that you could hear the word of God. Because God, um, remember that part in the Bible with uh, about God and Elijah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elijah was seeking God in the earthquake, in the fire, etc. But God was in the wind, in the, in the gentle breeze. That's how God speaks to us. So, um, that's an important part of the retreat, making ourselves sensitive to to the word, to the will of God whenever He talks. And 
I know a lot of people will be on the fence about attending a retreat, but have you ever had a bad retreat? Um, have I ever had a bad retreat? Um, <laughs> I wouldn't really say a bad retreat. Uh, maybe there were some that were better than others. Uh, maybe because um, I was not properly prepared. Maybe because I was not because I was too preoccupied with certain problems. That it's it's a temptation that we busy people have. The temptation we we just find it hard to let go. Um, but I'm very sure that even those uh, quote unquote bad retreats, I'm sure I have. A, I'm sure I gained something from it because that's the way God works in our soul. He works in our soul even if we don't realize that He is working there. Um, it's like like uh, in winter, nothing's growing, but uh, under the snow, the plants are growing in the inside. Um, it's like that. That's the way God works in our souls. And then once you come back from your retreat. What do you do with your life then? Because there are lots of people who complain that after they come back, their life is the same. Then they go to the next one and they're oh. the same thing. So what do you do so that you ensure your retreat, whatever results you have, they stay as long as they can? Okay. Um, one is to, because after the, usually during a retreat, you make goals uh, for your for your spiritual life. Um, one is to make your goals doable uh, maybe small maybe they don't have to be too many um but uh, because it's after the retreat yeah i also have a tendency that uh, okay from now on i'll be good um from now on i'll be a saint but such general resolutions are hard to keep it's better if uh, to have very specific doable goals like um, from now on i'll a lot um i'll be faithful to my times of prayer that i've allotted throughout the um, through the day, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll um, or um, starting from now on, I'll be more patient with this particular person, etc. That's one. Um, another is um, the okay, you attend the retreat once a year, but the spirit of the retreat has to be kept up throughout the year. Um, like I said, you have to, it cannot be that throughout the year you ignore God and then you just attend the retreat. You have to have, um, you have to have a plan. Again, to keep that relationship with God alive. So some people have this thing about daily. They have these times of prayer. Then every month they go on a recollection and every year on a retreat. Um, it's it's important to have this plan, to make a plan. And then third, I would say not, like I said, don't get discouraged. Um, you may think that you're the same. You, you may think that you're the same after attending so many retreats. But actually, yeah, um, no, you are improving. And sometimes our Lord does not let you see it. Maybe because he wants you to growing humility uh, so that you won't think that you're um, such a big saint. But in reality, between you and him, you are getting close to him and you are improving and there is improvement. So yeah, don't get discouraged. Um, that's one enemy in the spiritual life actually to just get discouraged and to give up. Um, we should never ever give up, even if it seems that we're getting worse and worse. So any uh, last words of advice that you have to give anybody who's considering uh, a retreat and even those people who are not sure whether they should or should not go, something to convince them. What I would say is just if there's an opportunity to attend one and just go and mm. you will and you will see for yourself that uh, it, it, because like I said, it's the, it's really all about uh, improving your relationship with God. Mm. And after that, those three days that you spent alone with God, you'll see that You'll be you'll be more at peace. You'll be much much happier, um, and you'll be able to accomplish more um, for God and for others. Um, and for those who perhaps um, would want to attend but who are not aware of um, or do, who are not in touch with any opportunities, 
maybe just ask for it ask for our lord ask for our lord to give you that opportunity because for sure he will grant it because he more than anyone else would like us all of us to become close to god and close to him and he would always want us to spend that time with him so if you would like to go but there's no opportunity yet ask ask for it and who knows um you might have that opportunity And I would like to also request, I'll be attending my own retreat soon, so I'd ask to request for some prayers that I may spend it fruitfully. Sure, sure. So if people want to get in touch with you or they want to speak to you or they want to write to you, where can they find you online? My email address is, uh, it's, it's quite it's quite a complicated email address. Um, maybe they can get it from you. Um, okay. And yes, I also write, Uh, regularly at Inutum today. Um, I don't have a regular posting schedule, but I do post there um, quite often. So um, when I post something, maybe you can get it touch with me in the form box. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'd like to um, I'd like to uh, say that I really appreciate this um, effort that you're doing. This podcast of um, I think it's a very wonderful way of um, bringing people to God. Of um, it's a wonderful resource for people who are. Looking for ways, who are um, searching for ways um, to get close to God, but who do not know how to do it. So I like you. I like to tell you to please keep up this uh, good work that you're doing. Thank you, thank you. So hopefully I can get you on here as a guest again. <laughs> yes, yes. 